Gracious God, give us grateful hearts that we might participate in your grace. Amen. What is the purpose of Thanksgiving? Yes, the holiday I get. It used to be the way that we marked the start of the holiday season. But as I am sure you have noticed, now Halloween functions as the time when the wreaths and the holiday decorations start to go up. And that's fine. That's a way to stimulate economic spending. Thanksgiving has become a holiday about a parade, a meal, and sales. But we know that is not how it began. Whatever happened among the Plymouth colonists has become the origin story for having a celebration of thanks after the harvest. There were Thanksgiving celebrations in 1777 and 1789. Sarah Hale, the editor of Boston's Ladies Magazine, began calling for the establishment of an annual day of thanks in 1846. She was persistent, and in September 1863, she wrote a letter to President Abraham Lincoln, urging him to make Thanksgiving an annual holiday. Then, a week after receiving that letter, President Lincoln issued a Thanksgiving proclamation to thank God for all the blessings of life, even amidst the struggles of a fierce civil war and the Battle of Gettysburg, which had occurred just a few months prior. From time to time after that, days of thanksgiving were called for. 1920 saw the first Thanksgiving parade in Philadelphia, and 1934, Macy's held its first parade in New York. The year 1922 was the first time an NFL football game was played on Thanksgiving. And finally, in 1941, President Franklin Roosevelt established the fourth Thursday of November as Thanksgiving Day. The calendar in the 1979 Book of Common Prayer included Thanksgiving Day in its list of major feasts for the first time, which is noteworthy as Thanksgiving is a national celebration, not a holiday that developed within the church. That's a little bit of an answer to that question of what is the purpose of capital T, Thanksgiving. But what is the purpose of lowercase Thanksgiving? Why do we give thanks? Is it simply because we've been taught to say, bless you when someone sneezes, excuse me when you burp, and thank you when someone does something for you? Is Thanksgiving simply a cultural cue that just comes out automatically and doesn't have any meaning? Unfortunately, that is often the case. We say thank you often without giving it any thought. But I think that we all know that's not what being grateful is all about. Gratefulness is not just a social convention. Yes, it is important to write thank you notes, but gratitude has to be about more than having good manners. Nor is giving thanks something that we do for reciprocity's sake. We do not give thanks so that people just think that we are nice and will therefore continue to give us things. Though many people can be manipulative by how they give thanks, 
That's not what it's about. Perhaps you've heard of competitive gratitude. Someone gives you a gift and so you thank them, but then they thank you for thanking them. It's almost as if we don't want to end up on the wrong side of the Thanksgiving balance sheet. We don't want to ever feel like we've shortchanged someone a thank you. Again, we don't gather here this morning to exchange pleasantries with the Almighty. When the church speaks of Thanksgiving, we mean something else. Christian Thanksgiving is rooted to the idea of grace, the unearned favor and blessing of God towards us. Thanksgiving always begins with a confession that we are contingent beings, that we have needs that we cannot fulfill on our own. When someone holds the door for us, we say thank you, and that's a good response. But in most situations, we are fully capable of opening the door for ourselves. When we say thank you to God, it is something different. Our creation is not something that we were in charge of. We did not save ourselves. The cross was not something that we were going to get to tomorrow, but Jesus happened to get to it first. The gift of the Holy Spirit, which guides us and gives us life, is a pure gift. And a perfect gift is something that we really need, otherwise could not obtain, and are able to put into usage. And that is what God gives us. And so our gratitude is an expression of the fact that we rely on God's grace to provide for us, and that we receive it as a pure gift, not as the result of our deserving behavior or a nicely worded petition or the perfect application of that gift. More than being a nicety, Christian thanksgiving is about recognizing God's saving and loving grace. The other aspect of Christian gratitude to lift up this morning is that thanksgiving becomes the way we participate in the abundant and transforming economy of God. When we offer thanks to God, we are reminding ourselves that God is always working the good for us. Yes, sometimes calamity does happen to us, but God does not cause those catastrophes. Rather, God is with us in those sorts of difficulties and is always seeking to redeem calamity, transforming it into something new and beautiful. So when we say things like, praise God from whom all blessings flow, we are putting ourselves into a position to notice and receive those blessings even when we are not looking for them. Our receiving of God's grace with graciousness is the pattern of a holy and happy life. The Benedictine monk David Standel Rast has written and spoken about gratitude extensively. Gratitude, he says, it brings perspective and possibility to life. Gratitude helps us to find abundance even in the midst of what seems like scarcity. And so gratefulness is not just about wearing rose-colored glasses or always being optimistic or positive. No, gratefulness is grounded in knowing that we are always held in the love of God. And if we are held in the love of God, then we can trust that all shall be well. Gratitude opens us to possibilities, whereas stinginess, selfishness and entitlement closes us off 
And ultimately, gratitude leads us to the sort of peace and joy that the world can never give us and can never take away from us because gratitude connects us to God's limitless grace and favor. And this economy of giving and receiving grace through gratitude is exactly what St. Paul is writing about in 2 Corinthians. The point is this, he writes, the one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. At the time, there was a severe famine happening, and St. Paul is writing to help raise funds for those who are in need. He says he doesn't want to resort to compulsion or guilt, but rather he wants Christians to participate in God's abundance. By sharing their resources abundantly, they will connect with the abundance of God. Later in the passage we heard, he says, your great generosity will produce thanksgiving to God through us for the rendering of this ministry, meaning their donations, not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. In other words, gratitude is a way of participating in the work of God. Because God is a cheerful giver, when we emulate God by also being a cheerful giver, we are participating in this holy economy of grace. Thanksgiving grounds us in grace. And it's not only towards God that we offer thanks. Showing gratitude to others is also transforming. When we say thank you to someone, not only after they've passed us the gravy, but we are naming a gift that someone has given us. And we acknowledge that as a symbol of their love, that love then has a chance to grow and flourish. Someone does something good for you and then you genuinely acknowledge that. And the love that they were showing you is now reflected back to them and it becomes a sharing, an economy of love. I'll tell you, I've had a couple people recently go out of their way to thank me for my ministry. Now, yes, serving as the priest here is my job, and I am paid for that. But it's also a tremendous honor and privilege to serve as the rector of St. Luke's. And so when people show me gratitude for what I do, it absolutely brightens my day. And with that radiance of gratitude in my heart, I'm sure I carry that radiance with me, and that gratitude then flows out of me into deeper love for others. Today, a day when we are thinking about gratitude, think about who has given you a gift and how you might tell them just how much you value that gift. Now, yes, I know today is busy. There's a turkey to cook and all that stuff. So maybe for today, you just make a list of who those people are that you're grateful for. And then in the next week or two, you work on thinking about how you can really reach out to them in gratitude. It's a lovely spiritual discipline that puts us in the flow of God's economy of grace. I'll close with a quote that I ran into recently that I think brings a lot of this together. William Law, an Anglican theologian of the 18th century, wrote in a sermon, Would you know him who is the greatest saint in the world?
It is not he who prays most or fasts most. It is not he who gives most alms. But it is he who is always thankful to God, who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness and has a heart always ready to praise God for it. If anyone would tell you the shortest, surest way to all happiness and perfection, he must tell you to make a rule to thank and praise God for everything that happens to you. Whatever seeming calamity happens to you, if you thank and praise God for it, it turns into a blessing. Could you therefore work miracles? You could not do no more for yourself than by this thankful spirit. It turns all that it touches into happiness. For the beauty of this world, for the gift of life, for the blessing of love, we give our thanks to God. And by giving thanks, we participate in that blessed economy of grace. Later today, many of us will gather around a table to celebrate and be thankful. First though, we gather at this table to be nourished by God's abundant love. 